Yeah, move too quickly. All that ammo still can't hit me. Let's go Lambo. I be moving. Armor dripping off the handle. Let's go Lambo. Move too quickly. All that ammo. Well, if you've listened to this podcast, you know how much I hate solo episodes. I really do. Uh, that being said, this one was kind of coming at a request. Uh, this is going to be episode 10, and it was going to be actually an interview that I'm I'm genuinely excited to get to you guys. Uh, I haven't been promoing it because I was honestly concerned the video wasn't going to be ready anyway, so I guess that's a little fortuitous. I was still going to release the audio, but we had a bit of a tragedy here um, in the music industry. And I say in the music industry or in the music world, even though it's a tragedy for the whole world, um, by now, if you aren't living under a rock and you're in the United States, you heard about the Astro World uh, tragedy in Houston, Texas, the Travis Scott concert. There's not a lot of details. There's not a lot of info as to what's going on there or what caused it. Lots of stories, lots of ideas. But none of that really matters. What matters is that in a panicked crowd rush that was completely out of the control of the staff and the stage crew and all these different things that all the different people that were there during the show, uh, eight people died and dozens more, dozens of people were injured, including a a small child, I believe 11 years old, 11 or 12. Like uh, this is a serious thing. And it, it always strikes a chord with me when something really bad happens at a concert. And I remember hearing horror stories from my parents as a kid uh, about the, the, uh, the riverfront, uh, in Cincinnati, the who, the who concert where there was a stampede at the doors because they opened the doors late. And it was, uh, I, I think there was 11 dead there. And that was based on, um, that's actually what led to a lot more general admission versus uh, reserved seating in a lot of venues. I remember hearing about that way back then and it, it struck a chord then. And I was a, a young kid when I heard that story the first time, I mean, not young, young, I mean, early teens and remembered thinking, God, like, how does, how do these things happen? Why is no one in control? Why aren't they being a promoter and, and being a person who's been on tour, being a touring musician or a road manager or a tech or all the different things that I've done in the music industry, it really hits home at how little control you have when things start to go wrong. And I'm going to, I mean, there's a few, uh, uh, Ross killed Denmark Pearl jam. Uh, there was people crowd surfing and it was wet and all stuff. I mean, nine, nine or 10 people, I think nine, nine people died in that one. Um, Eddie Vedder was crushed. And actually I think he reached out to Pete Townsend of the who to talk about it. Like, how do you deal with this? How do you deal with tragedy? Um, when, when fans are shot after shows, T I, uh, Ariana Grande, there's been people that have come on and been like, God, I can't believe this happened. And and they take it very personally. The performers do the, the staff does the crew does you have to live with it. Um, great white at the station in 2003. Um, that was in Rhode Island. I can't remember what town the station's at the fire, um, hundred people died. That was because of bad pyrotechnics and, and the curtains being not treated correctly and, and it going up. I mean, fire is uncontrollable once it goes and having not enough exits and not enough fire extinguishers and the unexpected happening. These are things that we dread. This is why insurance exists and why our premiums are so high and all that stuff. Um, 
God, now I'm starting to think of so many of them. Uh, Sugarland in in 2010, 2011, uh, Indiana, their their stage fell. And I think, God, I think seven people died in that one. Um, you know, there's, there's all these situations and all these things where you just hope against hope that you have the presence of mind to help and people in emergency situations tend to, I mean, there's fight, there's flight and there's stand the fuck still. And people don't think about that. The problem that arises from these situations is what do we as promoters, we as as concert creators, as artists, as bands, what do we do to help these situations? And I always come back to Dave Grohl from the in his Foo Fighters. Obviously, Dave Grohl with Nirvana was probably the same, but where he stopped the concert because some people were fighting in the crowd, and he kicked the dude out, the guy who started it all. He kicked him out and and cussed him out from the stage. Um, Howard from when he was with kill switch engage stopped a show and called out a guy who was heckling and causing problems and had him removed. I mean, people have done it. I myself have seen people start problems in the pit and called them out on the microphone. Um, when I'm DJing, I mean, there's a little bit of control there, but, but sometimes that makes the problem worse. Sometimes when you call somebody out, they get more confrontational or more problematic and you never know. It's, it's a, it's a fucking crapshoot no matter what you do. And then there's those situations where it's it's not just a tragedy because of an accident. I mean, you think about, I mean, the Paris attacks in 2015. That was, was fucking terrorist attacks that killed like 130 people. Like 350, 400 people got hurt, like seriously injured. That was a terrorist attack. That had nothing to do with the promotion of the concerts or anything. They were just attacking. They were They were preying on fear. You know, the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. You know, 49 people were killed in that one. That one's never going to not stick with me. Um, the directed attack on, on community there just, just, it's abhorrent to me and, and was something that proves that it doesn't matter how prepared you are or how open and loving you can be, you can still be targeted And that one. That one will always stick with me. Of, of course, the harvest festival in Vegas, um, you know, 60 dead in that one from a, 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 a shooter that, and that one makes no sense. I mean, hell, that's one of the few ones where I completely believe some of the conspiracy theories that are out there about that one. Cause it's like, how did this guy go from normal to, to killing people a thousand rounds shot from Mandalay Bay, 400 plus people hurt 60 dead. And that one got swept under the rug because people don't want to talk about it. Um, I get why Las Vegas itself you know, the Las Vegas strong movement said, you know, don't dwell, move forward. We will, we will do this. I love that, that mindset, but it almost feels like it was forgotten. And those things should never be forgotten. Tragedy in a situation like this should never be forgotten. And I say that because concerts, live music, these different things that we do as performers and as concert goers in our different respective music scenes, we go to live music to feel connected to the art. We go to concerts to connect with people of like minds, like souls, in some instances, like bodies. I know a lot of romances have started at these situa- in these at concerts. If you just meet somebody and you connect, I mean, it's literally, you know, your eyes meet across the room. That shit happens. 
you meet someone that affects the rest of your life. I've met lifelong friends and, and kindred spirits at concerts that I never would have met them, experienced them, been around them had I not gone to these shows, gone to these events, gone to these festivals. And the problem I have when there's a tragedy like this is everybody wants to point fingers and everybody wants to play lay blame. And the people who are ultimately responsible rarely really take any sense of guilt. They don't admit anything and they don't take responsibility for the negativity and the problems that happen. And I don't, I don't know how to accept that. You, you don't, you don't bruise something so great as, as live music, as these places where people go to feel safe and secure and part of a community to feel like they're not alone, which is my biggest thing is never feel alone. When you take that away, it doesn't affect just the people that were there or the people who were hurt or their families and friends. It affects an entire community, an entire group of people that you, you take away their sense of calm, their sense of safety, their sense of wholesomeness. It, 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 it bruises the whole scene. And I don't ever know how to justify that or come to any sense of justice or reconciliation. And it, it, I mean, you see it all the time. People, their hearts out. I mean, Travis Scott's statement was truly heartfelt. And I appreciate that. Uh, when people come out, T.I., a few years ago after the shooting at his concert, these people come out and they, they say straight up, like, how they feel and what they meant. And that, you know, but words only go so far. You can only say so many times, I'm so sorry for your loss you know, my heart is with the families of the victims or without it, just losing some of the, the feeling, some of the emotion, some of the conviction behind it. And there are people who capitalize on these things. They capitalize on tragedy. I mean, there's so many paparazzi going nuts and so many conspiracy theories already flying less than 24 hours later. And, and it's, it's just gross. It doesn't feel right to take advantage of tragedy and turn it into a TikTok viral video. It doesn't feel okay to talk about things on YouTube, hoping to get some monetization and likes based on people losing their lives. And so many people are looking like, well, that's just a risk we take. You knew that, you know, no, no one, I say this a lot. No one gets up in the morning and says, I'm going to fuck today up. I'm going to have a bad day on purpose. No one does that. No one fucking does that. I don't care who you are. You, no one does that. And the fact that there is this sense of you knew what you were getting into, you knew what the risks were, concerts are supposed to be safe. Concerts are supposed to be a place you can go and not feel like you're going to be in danger, where everybody has the same mindset of, of acceptance and vibe and, and energy and Concerts are love, music washing over you and everyone else and everyone singing the lyrics along with them or dancing or moving or moshing or, or what have you. And when that's taken away, there's a vulnerability 
that not enough people actually stop and look at. We feel uncomfortable thinking we spend our lives thinking that could never be me. It could never happen to me. And then when it does, we're shocked. Don't, don't let situations like this become cautionary tales. Don't ever let anything like this just get shoved to a corner. I remember after Woodstock 99, which was a phenomenal musical experience, but there were so many uh, fights and, and God, the number of sexual assaults. I've never heard a finalized number, so I don't want to say a number, but we're talking dozens, more than dozens, multiple dozens, maybe hitting higher digits than I want to say. And I'm certain they were all true. You didn't hear about those things. Is that why a 50-year uh, show didn't happen? Probably. Rightfully so, when you can't control a crowd that large. These are times when people need to stop and, and listen to each other and and think of a better way and come together with, you know, people who go to raves alone, um, kind of personally fright. I mean, I'm, I'm proud of them. Like, I'm glad you're going and experiencing, but especially if you're going to partake in some of the recreational pharmaceuticals and then wander alone, that's, that, that's just an, an invitation to be hurt or taken advantage of or robbed or any number of different negative things. And, and yes, there are people that ne that never happens to And I'm grateful for that. But for the one person that that does happen to, that's one fucking person too many. That's one more person that is having a bad experience or is hurt or is going to carry something for the rest of their lives. If they even live through it unnecessarily. And that's, that's my big key thing here is that we as fans, we as as partakers in the concert community have a responsibility to step up to protect each other. That herd mentality can go really negative or really positive. And uh, you know, you know I, I live by the code of if you see a wrongdoing and do nothing to stop it, you are just as culpable as the wrongdoer themselves. This is one of those times. This is one of those situations where... I feel so bad for these people that had to get the call. Your son or daughter who went to this show, who you spoke to recently, you'll never hear from again because they went to do something they loved and their life ended there. If it's a natural disaster, that's the world kicking back. But when it's things like this, where it's people hurting people and who knows the cause I don't believe the cause matters when people hurt people and people are trying to stop people from being hurt. And they are, I saw it today on Twitter, people weren't being made fun of for defending the actions that people said, we need to cancel the concert. Please stop the show. Stop the music. It needs to stop. It needs to stop. And people were like, Oh, they just understand one person can't do anything. Bullshit. One person needs to start that wave. One person needs to be the person who says, hey, enough's enough, and then it grows from there. That's how that works. That's how movements happen. That is how results get made, one voice into many. And when we don't take responsibility and we don't look at each other and take a good fucking hard look at what we've done wrong or what we haven't taken care of, 
it's easy to place blame. It's the staff's fault. It's the crew's fault. It's the artist's fault. It's the what have you. It, it, it's as much our fault, whether we take action or don't take action. And, and I truly, I feel the same way about censorship. I've always felt that way about censorship. I am not into censoring much of anything, in all honesty. I don't believe in, in, in presenting violence as reality. I don't, I don't believe in that, um, which people, people are shocked to hear that from me because I do so much horror stuff in my photography and videography. But I believe in the, the, the positive release of being scared of, of looking at monsters in the face and, and overcoming your fear. That's what that's about. It's not about promoting violence. I don't believe you should blame a video game or a movie or a soundtrack for someone's actions. Um, to me, it's, it's, it's obviously there's mental illnesses involved and, and we could get into that a million fucking times and talk about the son of Sam hearing voices from a dog or whatever, but I'm talking just in general blaming or, or excusing actions even more so because you learned it on TV or in a movie or, or something of that nature that doesn't make it okay. That doesn't make it all right. And we need to all look at each other and say, what can we do? Cause you can't prepare for these things. You can't, you can't, I don't care how prepared you are. I don't care how ready you are. You can't prepare for things like what happened in, in Houston. And I guarantee you that one's going to hit that, that community, that local community for years to come. And anybody who was there is going to always remember it. Um, I, I have spoken to people who were at the station at that great white concert 15 years later, and they remember, they can describe to you the smell, the screams, the, what they heard, what they saw people who were in Las Vegas. They'll never forget that. I have friends in life. In fact, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to just do this. Echo has a new track out and it's a banger and y'all should hear it. That's going to be the, the lead in because he, he was one of the ones that, he was so heartbroken that that happened in his city. And I spoke to him shortly after, and, and I'll never forget the the anguish in his voice. It didn't involve him directly, but it involved him directly. He was there just a few days prior to that exact spot, that exact location. And it, it just, you never get over certain events. You know, everybody remembers where they were in these moments when they have, when they're directly affected. And I hope, I don't really pray, but I really hope that everyone stops and looks around and, and takes, we just came back from COVID. We just hit a point where we lost live music and I being part of this community on the business end, there was a lot of talk of, will we ever do this again? Will we ever tour again? Will we ever have live music on a big scale again? What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? What do we need to do in order to make it safe, to make it happy, to make it love again and breathing life back into it and giving a community CPR just to watch it get sideswiped like that is just, it's truly heartbreaking. <laughs> and we all need to step in and, and look at each other and, and say, I'll do, I'll do my part. Can you do yours? And, and really, if you go to a show, have a buddy, have somebody with you, have an escape plan, 
I don't want, mean to say escape like it's a bad thing, but n- know your exits, know your emergencies, know where medical staff is, f- pay attention to where the fucking crew and, and stage crew and things like that are, where security is. Knowing those things can mean the difference. There was a show as that years ago in Denver at the Bluebird. And because one of the guys I was with happened to know where the medical station was, like where a first aid kit was and knew where a security guard was because he'd been to, I don't know how he knew where the first aid kit was, but someone had an allergic reaction and he ran over to a security guard that I didn't even realize was standing there and told him where the first aid kit was and asked if there was an EpiPen in it and to bring it to him. And he saved, I don't know, I can't say dramatically he saved this person's life. I don't know that, but I know that he administered an EpiPen and that girl was breathing again. She was okay. She called her mom while, while we waited for the ambulance for her. And I had no idea any of it was even going on. I was three feet away and I had no idea any of that happened until basically it was over. I've been in this scene. I've been doing this for almost over 25 years, pretty heavily over 25 years. And I was not by any means a newbie. And I, I didn't know that. But I'll tell you what, every venue I'm in now, I know where the first aid kits are. I know I pay attention to where the fire extinguishers are because of that moment. Cause I would, cause it, it's, it's my responsibility to know those things for those people that I'm with, because I don't want someone who goes to a show with me to have a bad experience ever for any reason. I never want anyone to go away from something that's supposed to energize and enervate and fulfill your life to walk away with a bad feeling or bad experience or some kind of negative memory. And the worst of the worst of that is what happened in Houston. And I, it, it does, it, it, it really is, it's just heartbreaking to watch things like that happen and to, to see the trolls come out and see the people just go nuts. Um, be safe at concerts, go have fun, go do what you want. That you're supposed to feel it. That's the point. Feel it with every ounce of who you are. Fill your soul, fill your life, fill your everything with what you're there for, but be safe doing it. Go with friends. Be smart about it. Just do. Um, I'm going to go ahead and do – it's Best Car Lambo. That's the song that, that, that by Echo. That's going to be the intro um, on this one. So you've already heard it by the time I'm saying this. Hopefully you listen to all of it. But to get here, I did kind of ramble on, I know. But – it's something that hits close to home, and I really, really wanted to, to make sure that I, I said a few of you wanted my take, and I didn't want to do it individually. So hopefully this answered where I where I stand. Um, we'll get back to the interviews and stuff in the next couple of weeks. This season's been great. I thank you all for your support and reaching out. Um, I'm proud of a lot of people, and I'm hoping I can get some more people on this show that some of the musicians in particular – that I've dealt with and talked to in this situation. Um, I'd love to get their take on this as we get through and move forward. Um, we'll get back in the interviews though. I like those a whole lot better, not just for, from, for you all, but for myself too. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and head out, you know, fate destroyed just had it there. They just closed their, their first big tour and, uh, couldn't be prouder. Couldn't be happier for that group. Um, I'm going to put death signs on the air end here. Uh, 
because it's a it's a great track. It's it's it breaks a couple of molds that that they're making sure they don't fall into, and I like that. Um, once again, I hope everybody's staying safe. We're headed into the holidays, which is my I hate this part of the year. Uh, anybody who knows me knows that I talk a lot of shit on Christmas. Uh, talk a lot of shit on the holidays, but more it's just because of my own personal fears. I I, I want us all to to to, to survive to get through it. And, uh, if you know me, you know how hard it is sometimes to get through. Uh, if you got a friend, even one friend or several friends you can read out, reach out to do it, check on your friends, check on your artist friends right now. Cause damn, uh, I've heard it more recently than I've ever heard it before. It's not just a, you gotta be a good artist. It's you gotta be a good at everything and try and, you know, maintain in some way being a social media master and you got to be able to market yourself and understand business and do all these things just to be like, please, please understand I'm still alive and I'm right here and make sure that those people hear you support your friends. There's nothing sadder than, than watching people do something they love and no one cares or no worse is when, and I've had this happen to me here recently, people are surprised when you can do something. They're shocked when you do something right or you do something, show your talent. That's not fair. Don't do that. Learn something new about, about your friends, your family, your loved ones every day if you can. Don't ever, don't ever let that stop. Don't ever feel alone. And if you do, reach out. Reach out to someone. Hell, reach out to me. I don't sleep much. Reach out to me. Even if you don't know me, reach out to me. There's a million ways to get a hold of me on different social media platforms. Do it. I'll do my best to get back to you. And I'm not the only one. You're not alone. No one's alone. That being said, uh, I'll bid you all farewell. Keep your head up, keep your chin up, keep looking forward. Pay attention to your surroundings. Peace. Peace.